<coughs> Good morning and welcome to Emmett Audio. I'm walking up from the school. The dairy farm here at the top of the hill has spread a bunch of manure on the field, which smells great, and I don't mean that facetiously. I grew up right next to what's now the last remaining dairy farm in my hometown, and for me that's the smell of home, so I love it. It's a foggy, overcast day, and there's a smattering of snow on the ground, which started to fall last night, right as I was finishing up cutting greens, and thankfully I think I have enough greens to cut, or to tie wreaths all day, and not run out, which is good, and hopefully it will melt today, and I'll be able to cut more greens tomorrow. We're in that stage now where I'm just doing as much work as I can. <clears throat> And I need to get to the farm because there's a big wholesale delivery that's getting picked up. I shouldn't say delivery, wholesale order that's getting picked up in, oh, an hour. And um, I gotta get my head in the game for that. It's basically already. I just gotta do a few last minute things. Last night I went uh, grocery shopping and I had a called my best friend while I was driving there and we had a conversation about well he's been uh he's been cleaning up places in his life you could say and um and it's been it's been shaking up a lot of things uh for him in a good way you know he's been said from the from the cabinets under his sink to his whole studio uh, he's been trying to actually make it what it could be and um, and I, I'm always amazed and a little embarrassed at how true it is that when you deal with the the physical spaces in your life, when you make them what they could be, when you give them that care and attention, it frees up something within your soul. Um, that I think really correlates to unblocking and organizing things that have been a jumbled mess within yourself. And we all know where these places are in ourselves because, well, they correlate to spaces in our lives that are actual physical spaces. I used to think that Feng Shui was dumb. You know, this idea that you have a money corner, and if your money corner is a mess, then that's indicative. Because I understood it as uh, I understood it as as like there's an arbitrary corner in your room that is your money corner, right? And and it's a mess, and therefore, you know, and therefore the finances of your life are a mess, but I actually think it's much more intuitive and straightforward than that. It's like, when bills come into the house, where do they go? Do they pile up somewhere? Do they get sorted out from junk mail? Do you file them right away? Do you pay your bills right away? Have you set up your bills to be auto-paid? How often do you double-check things? You know, it's, it's like, um, right, do you have a filing cabinet? Is your filing cabinet a mess? Is your filing cabinet easy to use? 
do you use your filing cabinet regularly? I mean, I'm using this as an example because by no means are we as on top of all these things as we could be, right? We pay our bills on time, but things don't get filed away as, as fast as they should. We never have a, a, you know, a sense up to the moment of how much money we have and all that. We just try to live well within our means and usually manage to just kind of comfortably mush around without maximizing anything. But, you know, and that's indicative of sort of how we are with money in our life, right? It's like how we handle the physical stuff that has to do with money tells you a whole lot about the money stuff, right? When I wanted to get better about the bookkeeping for my business, I realized that I needed a desk. And part of me understood that I needed a desk, not, not just because I needed a place to put the things associated with bookkeeping, although I do have hanging files in that desk, but it was that because the bookkeeping was on the computer, but there was no physical space that the bookkeeping took place, it was like there was no physical space within my soul for bookkeeping to take place. And this is, I actually think, where computers kind of do us a disservice. You might be someone who has your computer really dialed in and you know what's in every single folder and everything's super organized. And that maybe was the case with me in high school when I had relatively few things to organize. But, you know, we share a household computer and I don't know what's on it half the time. And I vaguely know where to look for things. And there's a search function and it's okay, but the, the amount, the sheer amount of digital stuff on that computer is, well, it's a mess. And, and yet, because it's a computer, this discrete object, it's, you know, it's like, I actually think that like the, the productivity of the computer is only as, it's a kind of a Trojan horse that there's, has taken all of these activities that used to require physical spaces in your life physical objects in your life and it's collapsed them all down into this computer and and it has in some ways taken away or boiled down to its essence like your relationship with the space associated with that thing right if you have a writing practice and you're like you know i write on my computer i just write wherever i want to write well Good luck with that, you know. I think I think our writing is intrinsically linked to the space that we do our writing in. And I think, you know, this is why having a dedicated space for an activity that is important to you is important. Because it, well, it shows you, it shows you where you could improve. It shows you how well you are doing at coming up with systems for the thing that you're doing. One of my things my friend said was, you know, he, he could use a studio assistant, but he wouldn't have a system to show the assistant at this stage, you know? It's like, how do you clean your brushes? Well, it's kind of a mess, you know? Where should I put this? Well, it's kind of a mess. No real, no real saying. And so a big part of it 
is just coming up with the systems that allow you to have some sense of certainty about about the process of things. And this is where, you know, having the my shop for my spoon carving has been so helpful because apart from the bookkeeping, every part of the process exists within that shop and nothing else. And so it means that when I'm at work, I'm at work. I'm focused on doing work and I'm not being distracted by that magazine or that picture on the wall or anything else. I am, I am in the zone at work in the same way that an athlete is on a track. There's not like a whole bunch of random shit on a track or a basketball court or a soccer field, right? It's like it's pristine. And that's what allows you to do the creative stuff. And when the chaos of the work is done, you reset it back to that pristine state. Because otherwise, you squander the ability to do that creative work the next time around. And so I think, I think there's so much important about this idea of like <clears throat> actually looking at where the rat's nests are in your life. The other day my wife said to me, she said, you know, there's a, somebody put something out by the side of the road that I think we should get. It's like a, you know, it's like a under sink thing and yeah, we could set it up in our upstairs bathroom. I'm sick of having that dresser up there because we have this dresser as a countertop space in our main bathroom. And as the countertop goes, it's fine. But then, you know, the, the, the four drawers, two wide ones and two, two uh, half drawers, are, uh, well, they're a mess. And one of the drawers you can't even open until you open the drawer above it because there's something wrong with it. Right? And we've just kind of muddled along with it the way it is. But it's a mess. And I went and looked at the thing that was on the street. And <clears throat> it's not right. It's not the right thing. Uh, but then it occurred to me, like, well, okay, we have this thing. It's, it's sort of meaningful, right? It came from a family friend, and it's a beautiful piece of furniture, even if it has its problems. And, uh, you know, instead of putting a bunch of effort into or money into getting something new and getting rid of this old thing. Like, what if I just spent half an hour seeing how much nicer I could make the old thing? Uh, <clears throat> and in my experience, that has always been incredibly fruitful. You know, you, you make some improvement like that and you think to yourself, how on earth did I ever live with this thing being just a total mess in my life? And the, the truth is, come here, Willa, that you just weren't seeing it. Nothing happened. Come on, Daisy. Ah, there you go. You just weren't seeing it. You know, we become blind to the things around us, and our brains just stop seeing it, because otherwise it would be too overwhelming to go through the world, seeing everything as it actually is. And so there's a lot of white space that we create just to survive and uh
and so in my experience a lot of the places in our lives where we're stuck are places that we're not even we don't even notice right until until my wife said hey let's replace this thing in our bathroom with this thing from the side of the road because she drove past in the dark she couldn't really see until she said that I wasn't even thinking about that dresser. I thought of it as a surface. I didn't think of it as the volume of space that took up. I mean, obviously there's, there's like plumbing tools in the bottom drawer that's impossible to open and who knows, you know, like a bunch of Kleenex boxes and rags and other random stuff in the other drawers, but there's no system. And so, well, that's a place to, to make a system. And to, to my, my feeling is, the more systems you can create in your life, the more you actually free up your life because you're actually using all of the spaces well. And, and well, all of those spaces correlate to parts of your life, right? How can, you, how can you effectively clean the house if you don't have a place where your vacuum cleaner lives? If you don't have a place where you know you can get you know, some cleaning rags or a place where the mop lives, right? It's like you need you need to decide what it is that you want to do and then create a space that actually contains those things. And a lot of what we find is that a lot of spaces are simply filled with the detritus of our past. And without without taking the time to deliberately let some of those things go, we can end up with these, you know what they're like? They're like, um, sort of like necrotized tissue. It's kind of a gross analogy and apologies for being gross, but like, they're like in the, the way that like, tissue will die around a wound, right? And you can't, it's, it's dead. It's not, it's not performing any function. It's just dead tissue. Uh, and until it's removed, your body's not going to be able to heal it, right? And sometimes Instagram serves up to me these videos of someone deep cleaning uh, a hoarder's house. And it's horrifying. But it's essentially this same process taken to the extreme. It's like, what, what does it look like if your kitchen has no system for taking out the trash? And stuff just piles up and piles up and piles up until you're waist deep in gross containers and how quickly in that into that process do you just kind of give up on having a process and then think about how that can happen to each of us in all these different parts of our lives and how stultifying and constipating that is to you living your best possible life as a human being and being sort of the most competent, confident adult that you could be. I think about this a lot, and uh, but but clearly not not so much that I have everything dialed in because I definitely don't. Uh, you know, what's interesting is that the places where I do have things dialed in, right? Like garden tools, they all have a place where they live, right? I have a system for doing the gardening. 
it goes really well. It goes really smoothly. I get good results. Everything feels like well thought out. And, uh, and when I don't have a system for that sort of thing, uh, it's like I don't see it until it becomes so big that I can't not see it. It's like a it's like a, it's like a, a moat in your eye or, or a blind spot in your eye that you don't even notice while it's small and then it grows and grows and grows and grows and grows until it's so big that you can't deny it anymore. That's what it's like. Thank you for listening. Talk tomorrow. All right, dogs. Let's go inside. <clears throat>